What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Busy Sticks, the Geek versus All Video Game Talk Show. Uh, we're also streaming live, uh, Twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. So we're doing this for the first time just to see how it goes. Get uh, some people involved in, in the chat. If you join us, thank you so much. Otherwise, odds are you're watching this at youtube.com slash the Geekiverse or listening on podcast services wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm Josiah Leroy. With me as always. What would you do without John Fick in your life? John Fick, what a hoodie that is. Oh, thank by you. By the way, not the first time it's made an appearance on this show. I don't think, but I'll take the compliment. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about busy sticks. I like. I've seen it on Geekiverse. Kind. Of, I can't remember. Mm. It's all a blur. But I every. I feel like every time it, it's present, I want to talk about it because it's just. It's pretty, you know. I, I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I'm a. I've been talking about 3D Mario for the last couple of weeks on the show, but I am a poser and I've only played like 12 minutes of Mario Sunshine. So, whatever. I still love it. Great shirt, John. Combined, you and I have played 12 minutes of Mario Sunshine. It's great. Wow. Uh, Th- thanks for uh, really helping out with that one. <laughs> you're, you're carrying the, the load on that one for us. Um, I'm going to get to it eventually. I, maybe at this uh, at some point this year, I'm going to have a lull. I, you know, I, there, always, there always tends to be a lull for me at some point throughout the year. And I'm like, what should I play that's been sitting on my shelf forever? I feel like that might be it. For sure. But we'll see. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we, you know, we never really struggle for news. But... This week is a little different. We've, we've got kind of a, I don't want to overuse this term, but this is a bombshell. We're, later in the show, we're going to talk about something, a little company you might have heard called Microsoft buying another little company uh, in the form of bringing in Activision and all of its studios under Xbox Game Studios. Quite the shell shock. Uh, when John sent that into our, our Gigaverse chat yesterday morning, I had no indication, no idea that this was coming. What a drop. We're going to talk about that later in the show. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the question of the week. What we talked about last week, what we asked you, the listener, on social media. We want to get your answer to that. We've got some new trailers for Horizon Forbidden West, as well as the Cuphead Netflix show we're going to chat about. But first, we're not only obsessed with video games here at the Geekiverse. We also like beer. So... John, what's about to be in your system here? What's about to be in your system? We just got a new follower, but I turned their alerts off for the show. So whoever that was, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, what's about to be in my system? Great question. My favorite topic of the week every every week here. Um, I'm going for a big one this week. It's a heavy hitter. This has been sitting. Uh, this has been sitting in the cellar for quite a bit. This is a Bourbon County Stout. So Goose Island puts out Bourbon County once a year. It's a stout that they have aging in bourbon barrels, and they release it yearly. This is the 2020 release. So not only was it sitting in a bourbon barrel for a year, it's been sitting in this bottle for two years after that. So it's been cooking. It's been cooking quite a bit. Um, I grab these every year. It's like a, it's like a thing. Um, the release day is always fun because they make different flavors, and those flavors are always tough to find. I never find them because I never want to get up and wait in line. People are waiting outside of Wegmans at like 7 o'clock for them to open and like get the different flavors of this beer. But throughout the week, uh, these are always available. So I always grab a bunch of them, and I'm cracking into a 2020 because it's a special day. Damn, dude, that is like the bar for fancy beers that we've had in our short run of Busy Stick. It's a fun one. Like, dang, that is amazing. I'm going to start pouring mine here. I feel like a twerp, you know, I'm just not, I don't have anything fancy, but I got to say, this is a favorite of mine. So I I did make a a pit stop today uh, at our local consumers. And uh, this one is from Brickyard Brewing Company. Um, If you don't know about them, they, they went, they're in Lewiston, New York. They went through a bit of a, a rough spell to say the least last year they they had a fire in the, in the restaurant slash brewery really was a devastating thing however they never stopped making great beer uh if you're ever in the area so if you're not familiar it's 
very close to Niagara Falls. Everyone knows Niagara Falls. Go check them out. Brickyard Brewing Company. It's called Bat Snacks. There's the can right there. Um, this is a sour, kind of light. You're looking at uh, mid-range 5.5%. Uh, this is technically a guava blackberry sour. Not something I think I'd normally gravitate towards in terms of like guava or blackberry. But I got to say, the blend is really good. It's a good mix of sweet and tart here. I'm kind of a sour connoisseur. I'm a big fan of this. John, I've got it in my uh, my special glass here. First of all, when I say cheers, cheers, so cheers to you, my friend. This is also my favorite glass that, that I own that I very rarely use because they're very difficult to find. This is a bender, one of the very first glass to mouth beers. I was just going to say, look at this guy. I, Baba Yaga over here. He's coming out, out all the fancy coming stuff Coming out today. fancy. And not only that, I'm, I'm, once again, I'm carrying us in the ABV department because last week you were a, a flat zero because you had to go and be <laughs> sick and not be good enough to drink some beers. And this week you're, you're pulling it out. What, what was that again? ABV on that? I don't want to say again. <laughs> this? 5.5. Let's do some math here. What do you got? I got 10 on you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Before this Meaning thing, it's ten or it's fifteen. It's fifteen. <laughs> this is this is uh yeah this is a thing. Well, damn son, listen, you and I are very often on the same page, which is why we make for good friends. We make for good partners when it comes to the Geekiverse. But I want to tell you, you know, John, everybody, if you don't know, he's my beer advisor. He kind of every time I'm looking for something, I ask him, hey, wh- hey, what do I want here? He just knows. But where I'm going with this is, we both had. What I consider a fancy glass. I've got my baby Groot and baby Yoda here. John's got one of his early glass to mouth. He's got a fancy ass beer, 15%. My gosh. Um, It's a sipper. What we didn't talk about pre-show is, John, we've got some celebrating to do here at the Geekiverse and Busy Sticks. We do. And I want you to share with the listeners why you and I have just been on cloud nine, really, for the better part of the last week. John, this is... This is all you, man. Yeah, share is, why you and I are so excited. This is huge. Okay, so uh, so next next Friday, wow, that's that's about a week away. Um, we are going to have a very special guest on this uh, on this podcast. We are going to have no <laughs> no introduction necessary, but his name is Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. Um, such a cool opportunity. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's crazy to say that he's like our biggest in- inspiration for what we do. Both of us, the two of us, we both love kind of funny content, and I'm I'm just all about the the kind of funny best friend community. I'm super engrossed in it, um, and this opportunity wouldn't have been possible without them because the way this happened is uh, they raised a certain amount of money on Patreon um, for Greg to come and spend some time on a community podcast, and we were selected to be one of those. So we uh, we filled out a little form. We applied for it. Uh, I've been a patron for years, so I was you know in that pool of people, and we got selected. We're one of ten. So next Friday, Mr. Greg Miller is going to sit down and talk <laughs> video games with us on Busy Sticks. Um, if I if I understand everything correctly, it looks like it's going to be broadcasted live on the, the kind of funny games uh, Twitch page. I think what Greg is doing is he's just going live for the day and he's just going to be hopping in and out of discord calls. And that's just going to be raw recorded to that whole process. So it's not going to be like a produced thing that's live, but you know, we'll, we'll be on there. We'll, we'll be talking with them and we will certainly uh, locally record that and, you know, have our, have our templates and stuff like that. And it'll be all prettied up for, for posting on YouTube and podcast services around the globe. Dude, it's, it's a special episode for us. We're, we're only what eight, gonna be eight nine episodes in a baker's dozen by that time it's just it's so surreal that that's happening so john you've had the opportunity to be around uh, greg miller in a, a few a few times over the years in terms of being a, a kind of funny uh patreon a patron just a, a fan over the years i've uh 
I've been lucky enough. I, I got to meet him at E3. I can't believe what happened. Uh, we, we, so Geekiverse was there 2017 and, um, we kind of were like, Hey, pipe dream. Who's everybody want to meet? Like who, who are like, if you ran into anybody, who would it be? And I'm like, for me, it'd be Phil Spencer and Greg Miller. That would, that would be, that would make my day. I mean, among other people, but those are the two. So we all split up. We're all covering different things. I'm who knows where. Uh, I get a text from Adam, who was one of our guys at the time. It was, you're never going to believe who I just ran into. He was, I just was, I was taking a break, like in one of the, the apex off to the side. Talking to Phil Spencer. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You gotta be. I was so upset. Not 10 minutes later, Seth, former member of the Geekiverse in our group chat says, you're never going to believe who I saw. I'm like, don't you say it. He goes, Greg Miller. I just talked with him for 20 minutes. Like he did some video with us. I was, I was losing my mind. <laughs> it was like a setup. So, uh, I did have a second chance later on in the day. Uh, they were about to go live. And prior to that, I just, uh, you know, <laughs> thanks to Seth meeting Greg, we worked our way up backstage. Uh, and I saw Greg and I kind of became speechless, which I think is hard to believe. Right, because I never shut up. But uh, I saw Greg, and I went up to him. I'm gonna, t- I'll tell him this story again uh, on the on the show next week. But I said, um, I, I'm I'm such a fan. Thank you for everything you do. I I started something um, that you were just on called the Geekiverse, and I like it exists because of you. And and uh, I was struggling for words after that, and he just he's he just did this, and then he then he hugged me, and I was just I was like, oh my gosh, dude. Um, and then he said, go get him tiger. And I was like, Hey, you know, that's, that's so special coming from someone you've listened to, whether you're back on IGN in the, the glory days there or on kind of funny. So anyway, thanks for that tangent, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to talk with Greg Miller, of kind of funny games next Friday. We hope you tune in. It's, it's going to be really, really special for, for John and I. All right, John show and tell. You're weak here. Oh yeah. What are we showing off? All right. So this is going to be a two-parter. There will be another part to the show and tell you'll you'll it's not going to be probably not even my next time maybe my next time because you're going to go next week so i got two weeks to maybe get there maybe um but my wife and i have been working on something special one of the coolest things i've ever built okay no this is the coolest thing i've ever built i don't build much in my life but this is the this is the lego super nintendo this thing look at that are you kidding me in like it looks impressive the way it is right here, but the intricacies, the amount of pieces, we're building this thing. We're just following instructions. We're like, no clue how that's going to turn into an NES until like hour eight. And we're like, oh, I get it. What's going on inside is in here is insane. So it opens up, uh, separate piece. You've got a Mario, Super Mario Brothers cartridge, Gosh. which is also obviously Lego. It goes in. There's a mechanism with a spring loading that locks it in. You push down, pops right out. So the game goes in there like that. Also got the controller, which plugs into the front, which I might not be able to show perfectly, but plugs into the front. It's just absolutely insane. And my favorite part, which I wish wasn't spoiled for me, but I, I watched a couple of like unboxings and reviews of this before I like pulled the, 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 pulled the plug on the price tag, which I'll mention in a second. But over here, there's a hidden panel that if you pop off, is a hidden Mario level. Oh my gosh. So it's just chilling there right behind one of the side panels. I mean, like, it, it's just so cool. I mean, it's got, like, the auxiliary in and out over here. Like, everything you can think of, it's here. You pull this thing up to a regular NES, like, it's just, like, a one-for-one recreation. It's so cool. 
Um, that is very detailed. My it goodness. is. It's nuts. It's nuts. And the reason I say that it's a two-parter is because that is literally only half of the Lego set. We still have to build the CRT oh TV. Josiah, this, this thing has a crank on the side, and the Mario level moves. It's on a track. Oh, my and Mario jumps, he jumps accordingly. He jumps over the gaps. He jumps on the Goombas. It is insane. So this is part two. Um, this is The whole set, I think, is like 2,000-something pieces. And I think it's pretty evenly split piece-wise. So I think this is like 1,000-something. That's 1,000-something. That's, that's still in the bag right there. We haven't, we haven't tackled that. But look at how thick the manual is for these bad boys. Dude, that's like a coffee book table, first of all. Absolutely. Uh, second of all, <laughs> yeah, you got some homework, man. You got a few yeah. weeks here. You get it. No oh doubt. My yeah. So we'll, we'll bring that back and we'll show you know we'll show off the whole thing. But I want I couldn't I couldn't just sit on this and not show it off. I, I, I we we finished it last night and I just haven't stopped opening it and like popping the game in and out and like looking at that secret panel. It's so cool. It's so cool. That is beautiful, man. Nicely done. Good job to you and Courtney on that one. Thanks, man. Not cheap. Uh, like I was like I was saying, the price tag uh, uh, two twenty nine. That's expensive. Legos are not cheap, man. I was just gonna I was gonna ask how much did that set you back? Yeah. Wow. Um. I want, I want like, um, man, I would say if I could choose a, a different one, I would love to see like a, an original PlayStation version of that. That'd be super cool. I, I hope That'd that, cool. I hope they keep up the relationship with Nintendo and they do the, the SNES and the 64 and a Game Boy and all sorts of stuff like that. Cause it seems like this is like just the beginning of the, re- the relationship with, uh, with, with Nintendo. So that would be very cool. You know what? Give me a Lego Mario video game. That would be a blast. Oh my it's God. The- they both platform beautifully, right? Like Mario is the king of platformers. Lego does a really nice job with it, even though they're, they're doing something different with Traveler's Tales with the, the new Star Wars game. Man, that's a great a idea. Lego Mario game. I mean, you're telling me that Nintendo's going to shut out Mario for the rabbits, but not Lego. Make that happen. Yeah, get out of here. Like, Come that's on. ridiculous. They both, yeah, they both I have s- all the money in the world. They can make it happen. Sign me up. Nintendo has been more receptive to some of these partnerships over the years, and, and they've had some nice collaborations. So I'm, I'm more hopeful than ever for the future when it comes to that stuff. Um, damn. Yeah, my office. Just, there's a the little, bar constantly here. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you I know? guess so. That's the theme of this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we put a, a whole table up here just so we had like a safe space to build Lego because like this took us multiple nights, and we have two cats that would just destroy Lego pieces if we left them out. So we have to close this room down after we're done, much like having a, a, a toddler, I assume. But Yeah, I was just thinking that. I was like, oh my gosh, you'd have to really hide that from Daisy. Right. Um, one day, one day. Dude, th- nicely done. Um, we talked about what is going to be in our system in the form of beer. What is in your, your video game system? Uh, whether that is your Nintendo Switch, your PS5, whatever you find yourself playing. John, I feel like I, I got to lead off. Go for I it. Just, I, need to, I need to talk about it. Uh, I, finally, I finally got my hands on Life is Strange, True Colors. And man, it is... John did not overhype this game, ladies and gentlemen. This is everything that he said it was and more. It has just struck a chord with me so, so nicely um it it's masterful writing i i've never cared about video game characters as quickly as i have this cast of characters and in the first episode by the way so there's there's five episodes slash chapters that are uh a part of this because old life former life is strange games they used to be episodic these are all in one even though they kind of are still episodic uh but that first episode right off the bat like the whole community haven is a beautiful backdrop 
my cast of characters i just i care about like i said which is so crazy because usually it takes some time in some bigger narrative games to do that um this has struck a chord for me where I've really appreciated a lot of Quantic Dream games uh, in terms of their storytelling. Like I see some parallels there. Obviously, we see some of the, the inspiration with how dialogue happens, how uh, some of the, not really quick time events, but some of the, the lesser, uh, I guess, there's not really a lot of action. And, you know, right? Like this is a lot of point, of, point and click. Uh, I've also re- rarely played a game where I wanted to discover everything that I possibly could. And really not just for the trophies. Like there's a lot of times where I grind for, for PlayStation trophies playing this on PS5. This is not the case. Like, I, I want to know more about the lore that you find uh, in symbols throughout, whether you're at the record store and you're picking up a record or you're talking about a funny memory in Alex's apartment. It... I can go on and on about this. John, I don't know if you know this. I'm done with chapter four. Oh, wow. Like, I'm, I'm moving you're, quickly here. You're cruising. It doesn't feel like a long... It's not a long game, but it doesn't feel like I've played this for, I don't know, six hours already, six, seven, maybe somewhere in that that time. Like, I'm really taking my time with it and going through and, and looking at everything. But, um, so I, I'm not going to spoil anything if you haven't played the game because I really think you should go play it now. But um, the the twist that I kind of sort of didn't really see coming like that's been amazing I can't wait to see what happens here as I get into episode five um man Alex Chen one of my favorite video game characters in a long time just right. it, this is the this is bar none the best life is strange game ever and I only say that from my experience with having played uh, a few chapters of the previous games I uh just man I could gush about this all day and even and, uh, I, think- I hope you've you feel feel happy that I'm, I'm feeling I'm, this way about the I'm game. I'm so relieved that yeah, I'm so relieved that it hit hit with you because I was worried that I was yeah. overhyping it, making it my game of the year for 2021, and you know, and talking sure. about it the way that I have. But I, I had a feeling it would it would hit with you. I just know that we like the same kind of games, and there's just something special about it, man. Like the the narrative mixed with the environment, mixed with the music, everything just like it just feels so cohesive, and just you just feel like you're there, man. It's it's such a cool such a cool game, and I think even saying like it's the best life of, life is strange game is almost it's not a service but it's almost not even enough because it's a lot of people don't like life is strange a lot of people have tried that franchise out and you know and have abandoned it i was one of the one of those people i didn't get through any life is strange game before this if you've done that and you haven't you haven't gotten down with those games give this a shot if you like narrative games at all they do a lot to reinvent the formula for sure i could not agree more with that um i should be clear too i'm not a fan of the the, the previous life is strange games having having played what i did um it's not life is strange, but it kind of sort of feels like it. I, I played tell me why um, when that released on Xbox last year, I thought that was a very good game and I appreciated that. Um, this is still a whole new level. Like this is, there's something about it. Um, I don't know how to put it. Like, I don't, I don't feel like it's, I don't know if this is the right word. It doesn't feel judgmental to me. Hmm. It just feels like it's trying to tell a good, uh, meaningful story. Like there's, so, you know, the whole thing is Alex has the, the power, they call it, of empathy. So she can read people's emotions. She can feel people's emotions for better or worse, whether they're livid or they've got this all-consuming sadness or even they're really joyous about something. But she uses the power for good, so to speak, because she's, she's at heart a good person. And I think it's so nice how it addresses some really serious things out there that don't feel, nothing feels like it's politicized, anything like that. It feels like this is a, just about being a good person. It's very natural. People, yes, very natural is, is a good way to put it. Just the backdrop. You mentioned the music. Oh, the music is so good in this. Like, um, if you can imagine 
uh, Nick and Nora's infinite playlist in a video game. Like this, this company would make that video game. Uh, and this is deck nine, by the way, I think, I think this is their first life is strange. If I'm not mistaken, Didn't um, they make, uh, before the storm. I don't, I don't recall. I could be wrong on that. Um, I know they didn't make Life is Strange 1 or 2 specifically. That was Don't Nod, and Don't Nod made Tell Me Why. And I think they went and yes. made... So, uh, deck 9. I think they made Before the Storm. Okay. If that's the case, I need to play Before the Storm. Yeah, they, played, um, they made Before the Storm, and they also did the work on Life is Strange Remastered, which is a part of this release, actually. So that's not really relevant, but yep. I do want to... Uh, it's funny, like it's given me a new lease on wanting to play the the older games, including the remaster that is coming out shortly. And then uh, there's DLC. I think it's uh, based on Steph. Steph's mission. Which, yeah. Did you play that, uh, or did you do you have? Did you buy it? Um, no, I, I didn't buy. I think was it, I don't know if that was like a special edition. I think that I think uh, you anyway, could have bought like a, a special edition version, and then but you can also just buy it separately. It's. I want to say it's only like twelve dollars. So I, you know, it's something I. I I think I'm going to do as soon as I'm done with this, but man, just can't recommend it enough. John, you were spot on with this. It would, it would have been uh, on my list for game of the year. Uh, I, I don't think that I necessarily would have had it above uh, halo or, or even death loop, for example, but I, I, I can hundred percent appreciate why you had it at the top of your list. John, it's just so exciting. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait to play that and, and finish that off before I, I dive back into, Oh, I should mention that I finished resident evil seven. Uh, oh. Since we last talked, I'm still here to to live and breathe and, and talk about it. Uh, holy crap, is that a scary game? Like, yeah, Resident Evil scary, right? Uh, but I don't know how people play that in VR because first person <laughs> it, with headset on, you, like that, that shit, crazy man. <laughs> it's so no thanks. So how'd you like it overall? What, what are your uh, thoughts on that? That was really good. Uh, it, you know, it very much harkens back to the resident evil two and three remakes um, takes elements from those that work. I cannot speak to the original games cause I never played them, but this is all about survival horror. It is about those, those jump scares around every corner. There's no music. It's silent. You hear every crack in the house, every little from a, a distance. It's incredible audio design. Uh, I, I, I can't tell you how many times I, I, I jumped knowing stuff was happening. And then there were certain sequences where I'm, I'm facing a boss in the game and I, I, I died a few times. And even though I would start the sequence over and know when they were, they were going to jump out, like I still kind of like cringed a little bit. Just, man, really good stuff. I did pick up Resident Evil Village. So after my little vacation here with Life is Strange, I'm going back to it, which I I'm a crazy man, but... I'm going to get it over with. My goal is to, to finish Life is Strange, uh, Resident Evil Village, and then jump into Uncharted um, Legacy of Thieves when that comes out in about 10 days or so. Okay. So I got some homework. Got a full full but, schedule ahead. Full schedule. I, I, you know, I, I got to get all this done before the baby comes. It's, it's a very tight schedule. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what do you got in your system? Uh, so still, still on my kick. Still here with Mario. Um, I, I reported last time that I finished uh, Mario 3D World 100%. I forgot if I said I was going to start Galaxy. or something. I think I said I started Galaxy. I decided to, do, to, to backtrack on that a bit and play Bowser's Fury. Bowser's Fury bundled in with 3D World. So I'm like, you know what? Might as well just stick with this and you know, clear, this, clear this game cart, if you will, 100%. Um, Bowser's Fury is... I'm a little, I'm a little, 
underwhelmed. I almost said disappointed. That's too strong of a word. But a little underwhelmed uh, coming from 3D World. I just think I like 3D World better. So spending like 20, 30 hours, 100% of that game, and then going into into Bowser's Fury. I, I Honestly, to me, it's more about like some of the conveniences, like um, not being able to track which uh, which uh, cat shines I've gotten uh, at a certain sh- uh, shrine. I, like some of them are layered. So like I don't know if this has two levels to it. So I have to come back and, you know, all of a sudden they'll just be another one available. It's just a little cumbersome to navigate the game and know how I'm progressing. Um, I've, I've finished the, the, the main story. I, I rolled credits. I beat, I beat Big Bowser and stuff like that. Uh, I think I've got about like 73 of the cat shines uh, out of 100. So I'm making my way through it. The level design is fun. I will say getting from level to level, how it's all water-based is not my favorite, which means maybe I won't like Mario Sunshine too much. Um, sorry, Jimmy. We'll see. I'll give it a shot. Uh, but I'm still, that. that's just my couch game. That's uh, when I've got really nothing going on. I'm just cruising away uh, Mario 3D platformer games. That's been my, my addiction lately. Other than that, uh, I did hop back into Fortnite because there's something big going on. They brought back Tilted Towers. Tilted Towers is a, a point of interest on the map that has, was part of the the original OG map that was like this big city. And I'm explaining because Josiah doesn't do Fortnite much. Everybody else that's listening is like, John, we know what Tilted Towers is. But John, uh, John, come on. You're, you're talking to... I am talking to un, Mr. Un, unbeaten champ here. Undefeated at Fortnite. One and one Fortnite's oh. my middle name. Josiah Fortnite Leroy. You know, I just... It's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rebrand... My my online persona to be Joe Knight, so oh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm workshopping some of it. But you might want to workshop that one a little bit more. Um, but but <laughs> Tilted is back. Tilted was like the original, like meta. POI point of interest like that that was the spot everybody landed because there was tons of buildings um, it was basically like a, 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 a huge metropolitan city in the middle of this map so Tilted Towers you would always just drop in and there and out of 100 people at least 25 people were heading to Tilted if you wanted to fight you drop Tilted that's that's how it, it's always been um, that's been gone for like years now we're, we're on chapter three of Fortnite. Tilted Towers has not been around in forever so bringing it back was a pretty huge deal kind of feel like Fortnite's just like you know drying up the well a little bit with ideas here so they're going to start bringing back the old stuff i'm sure we'll get the whole old map eventually just for nostalgia's sake but um it's been fun just to hop back speaking of nostalgia that's all i've been feeling dropping in tilted towers making me feel like it's 2017 again but uh that's been that's been fun here's here's me here sitting listening to all of that being like i have no idea what john's talking about <laughs> words okay POIs. all right yeah i remember that yeah that was great the meta poi perfect <laughs> <laughs> right i no idea no idea at all just right over um i'm happy that you're having fun with it though again i always appreciate when people are passionate or enjoy gaming of any sort so yeah so i uh, I, I, I gotta get, i gotta get into something new i gotta get into like a new triple a story game i'm on my i'm a television you know not not a switch game not not fortnite which is just like a pick up and play you know play for 20 minutes and rage quit kind of game i just don't know what to do at the moment um i've been thinking about maybe you know heading down your path and going resident evil i, I got them both <laughs> i've got i've got village and i've got seven i've got them installed on my playstation actually so that's an option but horizon's so close i don't know what to do dude i don't know what to do john john come on what better time uh, we can talk about how just deathly afraid we both were watch you play resident evil and you're just like yeah it wasn't that scary joe it's fine <laughs> how uh, um, how long we, would you say it took you to beat seven? Oh man i took forever <laughs> um i want to say I clocked in 12, 13 hours. Like, in the scheme of things, that's not a long video game. For Resident Evil, that's a long game. Because uh, 2 Remake was 7 or 8 hours. Um, 
I just found myself exploring everything. And it's so out of character for me in these last two games here with Life is Strange and Resident Evil. I just wanted to know everything. Okay. Um, so you you could get it in. You could definitely power through it in about a week or, or two. Um, we, we got, what, a little over a month till Horizon comes out. So right. well, if my, nothing... My, my other issue was I wanted to start Mass Effect. The like, uh, Legacy Collection's out, man. Or oh. what's it called? Legendary Collection. So there's that that See, I, I get to that point where the, I've got too many options and I just get into this paralysis and I pick nothing. I just play Fortnite and, and Mario. So I got to I got to find something. I I love Mass Effect dearly. That trilogy is so just ingrained in in my heart. Uh, I I we've talked about this. I don't know how I would feel about it if I was just approaching it now. Right. Maybe I'd I'd play it and be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. This is basically the best elements of star Wars and star Trek. And it's all rolled into this, this crazy unique universe, but I may also find it clunky. I don't know. Um, so I'd be interested to, to hear your point of view. If you do take the dive into that at some point, we'll see. Uh, one thing I forgot to mention, I'm happy that I took a note on it. So last thought on life is strange. Uh, one of the, the trophies, so a lot of trophies you get are from finding these, these, kind of these items throughout the world that that have memories ingrained in them. Uh, one is a drum set. So I, I play the drums. I've been just a drummer my entire life. Ironically enough, uh, there is when you, you find the drum set in this chapter and you get the memory done, uh, the trophy is called Count Me In based on something one of the characters said. Um, back in the day, I was in a band called Letter Set. One of our, our favorite songs was called Count Me In. So I think that is uh, just... I saw it and I was like, oh, no, crates. It's amazing. I That's love cool. that. You know, I did not know that Deck Nine were such fans of Letter Set. It's so crazy. Hey, man, that Steph that runs the record <laughs> shop is she's into these, this really underground indie music. Maybe, maybe. I never consider that. I got to go. I got to go back to the record store, <laughs> see if I can find sequel. Get it, get it on vinyl. Didn't even know it existed. Find Long Hair Josiah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Question of the week. So, John, we got some really, really good response on social media here. Uh, what we asked you in the last episode of Busy Sticks, what will be the most critically acclaimed game of 2022? So a game that we think will come out this year. What do you think? What, whatever that means to you, whether it's got the, the best reception from, from fans, it's got the best vibes out there, it's got the, the, the best review scores. You tell us. Uh, John, do you want to start with uh, some of the th- that we had on TikTok? Yeah, I mean, I almost kind of want to uh, attack this from a you know a consensus point of view. I mean, obviously, we'll get into some some specifics and shout some shout some comments out. But I feel like there was really three games that were pretty equally voted for. I think it was almost, if just from what I'm seeing. So I posted a TikTok. So if you can follow us on on TikTok. I've been having fun over there uh, tic- at the Geekiverse on TikTok. Um, it, it's it's basically a dead tie between Breath of the Wild sequel, if that comes out, and that's always what people are, you know, uh, yeah. prefacing that with um, Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. Those are the three that I've seen, and I and I, I can't see it that I've seen one more than the other based on what I've seen from TikTok comments, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, which is where we post that question every week. So, what do you got? Uh, so I, I posted it not only in our Buffalo Gaming Geeks group, but I also did uh, um, my personal Facebook, and I had some really great responses. I got a lot of what you just mentioned there, whether it was Ragnarok or Breath of the Wild or Elden Ring. Elden Ring's huge, man. Oh my gosh, crazy. Uh, I was telling Tim today, I want to, because he's excited about that game. And I'm like, I want to be there. I, I know we've talked about that, but um, I want to watch Tim stream that game. Like, that's where I'm at. Like, I, th- I think that would be fun. Because be, I don't, I don't feel like, 
that's a game that I want to dive into myself, but I, I want to see what it's about. You know what I mean? That'd be fun to hang out in a Discord call with him and just watch him as he plays it and just like be on a be on a stream together and just chat about it. Because I I feel, I feel like I'm I'm in the same boat where I want to experience that game, but I don't know if it's for me. But again, I, I've you know from what I'm seeing, this is supposed to be the most casual and you know uh, most inviting uh, Soulsborne or From Software, I should say, game for for people to try out. So we'll see. I, I'm open to it. If the the lore is as impressive as it it, it seems to be, uh, that that will possibly sway my opinion. We've but got it. We've got it. We've got it. So you, we'll get to the Facebook in a second. We've got a live answer from one of our, our very old friends, True King, the Platinum King himself, uh, Mister Mister Rashawn. Uh, he says, "Get that <laughs> three loving buffoon out of here, Rashawn. Uh, what's up, my man?" So he, he's John. Sorry. He, no, you're good. He, he's in our live chat right now, uh, hanging out on Twitch, and he says Elden Ring. So he, he's pumped about Elden Ring. Like I said, man, everyone everyone wants that game to be to be the game of the year, and I, you know, can't say I. Uh, Disagree that it will be. Well, maybe instead of watching Tim, we'll watch our friend Hollywood over here. Go ahead and, and stream that. Rashad, out in California, we miss you, man. Um, good to, to hear from you. So on Facebook, uh, I had all those games, but I had a few kind of honorable mentions. And one that was recurring a few times. Guys, you make as a community, you make me so proud. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. That, <laughs> so, that, again... That... <laughs> That is totally <laughs> that, that is totally a, a result of your friendships right there. That is because that was on your, your that was your personal Facebook, and that is where the people you surround yourself with. Hey, no, people were saying it in the Buffalo Game Geeks too. It wasn't just my own Facebook. All right, okay, whatever. Uh, so Derek, not not Derek Kramer. He he said if it actually comes out, that's going to be his. Oh, we got Breath of the Wild sequel. Oh, we got a Starfield. We got a Starfield from uh, former Geekiverse Jeff Beta. Twenty twenty three, baby. Probably gonna be <laughs> most sent, you know, best 11, game of twenty twenty three. Eleven twenty three. We'll see what happens. Oh my gosh, man! Can you imagine the minds blowing out there? Uh, let's see. Let's see. Arceus. How do we say that's pronounced? Arceus. Arceus. Arceus has been right know. my entire life, and then all of a sudden Nintendo puts out a trailer and says Arceus, and I just don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not on board with that. So sorry, Nintendo. It's, it's Arceus. I, I do love Beta's comment, by the way. He says, Starfield will hands down be the most acclaimed, or it will be Cyberpunk 2.0. Oh, boy. And I love that. I That's think there's cr- no in-between. There's no in-between. <laughs> you know what? That, I, honestly, it's a, it's a Bethesda game. I think it, there's plenty of in-between. I think the in-between is the only actual option. That's my, that's my guess. So, Head, man, I thought CD Ooh. Projekt Red was unstoppable. I felt like they could release a game that people would just be like, oh, my gosh. And I think they went Bethesda to a degree. But they did it that already, though. They did it with Fallout 76. They've been there, done that. Yeah. It I, was it was a pretty it, big deal for when that happened. I mean, it was, it was first of all, the decision to do that, to make an online Fallout game, which like from the get-go looked like it wasn't really going to have much of a gameplay loop and people were concerned about. And then to launch it the way they did, it's a pretty big stand on Bethesda. I I agree to to a point. I just think... Oh, it was much bigger with the way. It, it, it was much of bigger. Course. I mean, like, of course it's bigger. But I think the example... In hindsight now, yeah, it's, I don't it's, remember any of the rest of it. it it's, <laughs> like, it's, I just remember CD Projekt Red, you know? It's, it's tough to compare the two, but I think that the last example before CD Projekt Red was Bethesda with Fallout 76. A few more in chat. Um, Josh Gav, he's thinking that uh, that Elden Ring is already cursed because the hype games always fall flat lately. Maybe, possible. I think from... Or, um, 
Yeah, from software hasn't missed. They they know what their fans want. They they give them those those tough games. They know they know what's going on. Um, Tank Newton, good friend of the show, actually came up with a name for for the show. Busy Sticks. Tank Newton. Uh, he says the Last of Us factions. That would be a cool one if it dropped. I don't know if it's going to be the most critically acclaimed game of the year, even if it does drop. But I'm so pumped for that. Uh, I love this one on Facebook. Jesse Powers again, another former Geekiverse. Look at this. All these these uh, alumni here. Yeah. Uh, Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker, the Skywalker Saga. I'm tired of waiting. Amen, Jesse. Had nothing to do with our friendship, John. Uh, <laughs> what else do we got? I, I think that's about it. Oh, uh, one person did mention as a, a secondary uh, Hogwarts Legacy. That's going to be a fun one. I, I'm super excited for that game. And, and had we been talking about, you know, most anticipated games for our personal tastes, sure, that's in my list. But <laughs> most critically game game of uh, 2022, when we've got possible heavy hitters like Elden Ring, Breath of the Wild sequel and God of War Ragnarok. Tough. Tough to talk about Hogwarts. <laughs> I know. I, I mentioned last year or last year, well, last week that I think I think if Breath of the Wild sequel comes out, that is going to be it. I just feel like it, there's there's so much goodwill towards that franchise right now, as there has been for a while. But past that, um, like selfishly, it's Ragnarok for me. I just, like, God of War is near perfect. I just I can't talk enough about it uh i'm definitely gonna play it again before the sequel comes out although i said that about horizon and we're a month away and i'm not gonna have time to play that so is what it is right so question of the week what we want to ask you the community this week we uh with sony who how should they retaliate here retaliate you know it's kind of funny who what studio should they purchase after seeing what has just transpired this week do they need to respond that's also a sub question do they even need to respond but if they were who would be a fun one what would be a fun one for them to do um yeah i mean like like there's three left right we've got ea we've got ubisoft and we've got take two that's like i mean who else is out there publishing games on that on that scale it should be take two and red dead three will be playstation exclusive oh my god my words they would do it too (laughs) they they would make it exclusive yeah and and no one would bat an eye is the thing. How funny is that? Like everyone is like, oh, Microsoft's gonna make it all exclusive. No, they're not. They're, they're not. not. That's not the we're gonna so, talk about speaking that. Speaking of which, what let's let's talk about the news, John. Big so, news story. So little little indie developer here. They've they've made a, a little box shaped console or two in their time. Xbox Game Studios purchases Activision. Do I have to even say any more? Are you kidding me? I just, it's just, you, you, I would have never, I would never thought it's possible. If you were to tell me anybody was going to purchase Activision Blizzard, I would be like, no, you're crazy. They, they, they're printing money. They've got Call of Duty and Overwatch and Diablo and World of Warcraft. What are they selling? What are you, what are you nuts? I know they're having a lot of cultural issues right now, leadership issues, but what are they selling for? You're nuts. It's, it happened. John, it happened. $68 billion is, is the intent of this purchase here. To put that in perspective, I think Mr. George Lucas needs to go back to Disney and say, uh, hey, Mickey, you screwed me over here. Star Wars was sold in 2012 for $4 billion. Yeah. Chump change. Chump Nothing. change to these fools. That, that's basically the amount to round up to 70 in this conversation. <laughs> right, right. I'm pretty sure. I, I, so I looked at so many studio numbers this week. Obviously, we saw Bethesda last year um, in ZeniMax. That was $7.5 billion. Thought that was pretty bonkers. It's huge. Well, Microsoft basically said, "Wait till you see this, folks." Uh, with even uh, back in gosh, whatever year it was, Disney purchases Marvel Entertainment. Yeah. Um, I, w- there was two or three billion dollars. I want to say right, and obviously things like, have changed in a lot of ways. First of all, 
inflation huge thing but also just the, the i think the value of these ips and you know realizing what you can produce especially with a company like activision and you're seeing how 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 long you can continue to produce money on a game like call of duty i mean not even just the fact that you sell a new copy every year but the millions of dollars per week that they're probably making on microtransactions it's just like the 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 value is i mean who, who am I to sit here and say that $68 billion was, was worth it? I can't fathom what that, what that means in terms of someone's business plan and how to impl- you know, how to, you know, see if they got a bang for their buck. But obviously that they know, they know what they're doing. How crazy is that to think like that's an investment yeah. that they will make that money back and more according to their projections. Otherwise you don't do it. Right. Uh, we saw Disney make it back pretty quickly with Star Wars with the success of those movies. Think about this, too. Like The game has changed. I, I think a lot of people don't realize this. Uh, we, we're not buying games to make Xbox exclusive titles in a lot of ways. We're buying this so that these games will be first and predominant on Xbox Pass. platforms. Whether that's your phone, your tablet, your computer. Hey, if you bought an Xbox, that's great. Microsoft yeah. doesn't care about that. They just want you playing Xbox Game Studio games, which is going to include titles such as Call of Duty. There's there's so much to talk about, and we're going to get into all of it, but that, that's the biggest topic that I we, we just got to touch on. There, it's all over the internet. Are, are Activision games going to be exclusive to, to Xbox going forward? And there's so many people saying, of course they are. Look at, what, look at Bethesda. Of course they are. The, the phrase that I keep seeing people say is, you don't spend $70 billion to not make those games exclusive. What? You don't spend $70 billion to cut off half of the revenue stream for the most popular franchises. You're, are you, kidding? You, you think they're going to make Call of Duty exclusive to the Xbox when it sells millions of copies on the PlayStation and millions of dollars a week in microtransactions? I bet. Like it's, oh, I get it. I get it. The you, 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 Xbox, this is a huge win. This It's great. But it, there's no... I, I don't think there's any chance that games like Call of Duty... Overwatch, any any of those main pillars of Activision, there's no chance that those are exclusive to Xbox. And again, call, call me a Sony pony. Say that, you know, I'm sad about this. I got an Xbox. I'm pumped about it. I can't wait to get all that stuff on Game Pass, but it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. So, with even that's a, I think this is such a new deal itself that just happened there. I don't think you're going to see a lot of exclusivity. I think you're going to see new IPs maybe, maybe be exclusive. But if anything, a purchase like this with Activision, I think you're going to see those those games on more platforms. Yeah, for sure. Joe, if, Joe got a little robotic there, but you, you, you were talking about the, the purchase of Bethesda, and you don't think that there's going to be too much exclusivity, but maybe other than new IP. And I'm with you there. We've got we've already gotten the the semi announcement allusion to the fact that Starfield's going to be an Xbox exclusive. That's a new IP. That's something that makes sense. I don't see them taking games like Fallout and Elder Scrolls away from these platforms. Um, and even if they did, even if that was the decision they made, that makes more sense than games like Call of Duty and things like that. These are you're talking about single player games that are, that are going to sell one copy. Right, you're gonna buy one copy of Elder Scrolls. You're gonna buy one copy of of Starfield, whatever. So you can take that loss on all of those sales you would have made on PlayStation and make up for it in the fact that you're boosting, you're boosting, bolstering, boosting, boostering the Xbox ecosystem and making it a, a more attractive play, place to play. So there's given, there's give and take there. Yes, you want you want exclusives because you want to give people a reason to buy Xbox. But on the other side of the coin, the reason to buy an Xbox is because even if these games aren't exclusive, they're all on Game Pass. 
So there's so there's so many factors. There's so many ways to look at it. We're like, yes, maybe Starfield is going to be Xbox exclusive. Maybe that's the one strategic one that they make exclusive to give people a real reason. Like, I got to buy an Xbox for sure or play it on PC, whatever. But there's just so many intricacies to it. And the way that Xbox has done business recently with not putting up these walls with with bringing you know cloud gaming and allowing games to be cross play and fighting for that and every Xbox exclusive game is also coming to PC they're 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 tearing down those walls not building more so again i know Xbox fans are excited i just i, I don't see it happening it's funny too i feel like i seen i've seen a lot of PlayStation fans on the internet be a little salty towards this be, be like whatever we still have God of War and Horizon and whatnot i'm like it's not about that it's not about that we've been talking about it for years xbox is playing a different game it's not the exclusivity game it's we want you to play xbox game studios games which is 34 studios deep now by the right. way with this purchase wherever you they play want, them they want you to play them wherever they want that logo they want you to think about Xbox and associate it with gaming right. synonymously. And that's what it is. And Phil Spencer has been upfront about that. And he's been upfront about this being the future uh, with the streaming model of Game Pass. And he's been upfront about not wanting to build those walls, as you said, to have exclusivity unless it makes sense to do so. Starfield makes sense. Right. Bring my P. Don't you see that with Elder Scrolls 6 and, and whatnot? But yeah. It's, 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 Especially a company like like Microsoft, Xbox right now that's built up so much goodwill. They have built up so much goodwill and they are coming from so much turmoil with the Xbox One launch and everything like that. Why would they even take the chance to take away games like Fallout from the hardcore players that play on PlayStation and, and Call of Duty, those annualized th- games that people expect every year? Just look at Minecraft. They didn't do it with Minecraft. Right, so you know, it's just that, that's your first example. They bought Mojang when was it like 2013 or something like that. They bought that that studio 2014. 2014. Yep. So they they've, they've had they've owned Mojang for longer than it, that company existed by itself, or at least Minecraft has been out. Like they didn't strip Minecraft from anybody, right? Like everyone can still play. Microsoft is playing a different game, and I know people love to to get involved with the console wars and talk about exclus- exclusivity, and everybody wants their box to be the best, but it's 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 not going to be that way. It's just not a, a thing anymore. It's not the special way to get the three major game companies. If if you're talking about manufacturers and Sony, Xbox, uh, slash Microsoft, and Nintendo, they're all doing different things. And that's what makes this console generation so fascinating to me, to want to own all three systems. If you think about Disney+, Plus, Disney purchases Star Wars, Marvel, eventually 20th Century Fox, and all those IPs, so that you would stream Disney+, Plus month right. to month, and pay monthly for that subscription xbox is doing the same thing they want you hey if you buy call of duty whatever comes out next year and you play it on playstation great microsoft's getting that cut but you know what really makes it sweeter is if you're playing it on game pass and paying them for that monthly subscription service which has long been a great value no secret a great value in gaming but it's getting pretty crazy right now how much of a value you're getting and you you would we talk about price hikes and all that down the road, but right now Microsoft has just been killing it. And it, you know what? This is good for gaming in general. Whether you're a Nintendo fan, or a Sony fan, go down the list. For sure. This is this is so, yeah. The flip side, we can talk about it being a problem with too many big corporations buying big corporations, right? Like that. That's a whole different topic. 
It is. I think it's. I think it's worth bringing up. I mean, it's, it's something that people get fearful with with Disney. I mean, Disney owns a lot, especially once they they finalized that 20th Century Fox purchase and they grabbed all of those IP. It's like, man, Disney really owns just about everything when it comes to like blockbuster franchises nowadays. So it's certainly something to talk about. And yeah, if if Microsoft has too much control, it could be a problem. I, I I'm not I'm not here to be a corporate apologist, but I I trust Phil Spencer's vision and I, I trust what he plans to do with that. Um, let's not all act like Activision was a company that we were going to bat for for the last couple of years, right? I mean, they, they, they've been making some really terrible decisions with games and they've been ruining some of our favorite games and not to mention the just absolutely abysmal work culture that we've been seeing and all the, all the people that have been coming forward with the, the harassment and the, the way they've been treated there. So obviously things have needed to change at Activision for a while. They've got a lot of very valuable IP who better than a company like Microsoft who seems to just be doing everything right on the gaming front right now to come in and, and write that ship. Again, if you're if you're if you're against this because you're worried that, that they have too much, I understand. I totally get it, but I I gotta stay positive here and, and just you know hope for the best and expect the best because that's what they've given us. My favorite part, possibly in all of this, is that Crash Bandicoot is now a product of X Game Xbox X, X Games. Game Whoa. X Games, yeah, <laughs> they're, they're doing over with Tony Hawk. It's unbelievable. Radical. Yeah. Uh, they own that too. Tony Hawk, by the way. <laughs> uh, John, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to go play Spyro on my Xbox now. What? Uh, you can already do that, couldn't you? Like, yeah, I could, but it's, it's a little more special now. But yeah, a lot of these have been cross generate, uh, cross platform for, for a, a long while. time yeah. now, but uh, it's cool. I, I mean, there's, there's I, I made a you know, joke that, like, I mean, Xbox could now make a, a a fighting game with a roster of just IP that it owns that yeah. that rivals that of Smash Ultimate. That roster, just stuff that we own. Just think about it. It's insane. We can we can know we have Master Chief versus Crash Bandicoot and Spyro and like I can't even. I'm not even thinking of all the other crazy things. I'm sure that are out there. But man, it's they own a lot. Oh my gosh, Doom Guy! It's just amazing. The list goes on and on, folks. Uh, John, two other small bits of news here before we wrap up. Uh, we got new trailers for Cuphead, the Netflix series that's coming next month, as well as Horizon Forbidden West. And if yeah, I uh, thoughts on either of those, if, if I understand, you haven't watched either of those, correct? I've not. Such a I've fake, read the news. You're a fake gamer, man. Come on, you gotta set up the date. <laughs> oh, just kidding. No, um, listen, I've not been shy about staying away from Cuphead. All right, I'm gonna get there eventually. Maybe I'll watch it first. That, you know what, <laughs> dude? Yo, th- so I'll start there. That Cuphead trailer. Oh my god. I I am not. Uh, I don't have the eye for animation. I'm not an animation snob. I don't watch a lot of animation. So like when I see people say, oh my God, they can tell this is handcrafted and they're, they're taking their time with it. I usually don't understand what people are talking about. Watch that Cuphead trailer. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. This is insane. This looks like this looks like a, a, a moving painting. I don't know what they're doing here. What kind of trickery, what kind of magic is going on. But whatever they did to handcraft that show, it looks gorgeous. It looks like so much fun. I cannot wait. Watch the trailer. I promise you, you're gonna be, you're gonna be blown away. It, that that cannot come soon enough. Even if you don't care about Cuphead, it's just gonna be a fun little adventure. It looks super super cool. Um, right, so, based, based on on your recommendation, I will take a few minutes and watch it. Okay. And also based on the strength of your recommendation for Life is Strange. Got it. So I I, so I redeem myself. I didn't redeem myself. I'm just adding points to my recommendation list with you because I don't think I've missed yet. <laughs> I don't think I've missed yet. If I, if I have, yeah, I was correct gonna say, me. That, 
I don't think you needed to redeem anything. No, I just, I'm just, I'm just stacking, <laughs> stacking the cards here. And then uh, Horizon Forbidden West, that trailer, it's a, it's a story deep dive. And again, it doesn't give you too much. It's more of just kind of like a, um, a where are we overview. And it's, it's, it's gorgeous. I can't wait. Um, they, they, I guess I maybe I missed this narrative, and I, I really haven't been diving too too far into the coverage. I haven't been reading like the press releases going on on Sony's on the Sony's PlayStation blog because I don't want to know too much about the game. I want to see the trailers and see how pretty the game is, but like I also I also don't want to you know ruin anything for myself. But in this trailer, they kind of focus a little bit on um, having your having your allies play with you. Do we know if if there is co op in this game at all? I know that was a rumor early uh, on. No. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there. I don't think there's supposed to be co-op. I don't think there's supposed to be that I know of. But uh, the end of that trailer, like she, Aloy, like recruits two of the people from the the main story from last game, and they're like on missions with you, beating up baddies with you. So I don't know if that's like supposed to be a tease to open the game up for you know possible co-op or whatever, um, or just show you have a new dynamic that you're rolling with a crew now, so you've got some support. Um, but that was interesting. And again, I could have just totally missed the narrative on you know that being mentioned before, but. Um, the game's gorgeous. I can't wait to play it. All right. I guess I'll look at that trailer, too. Yeah, you should. I'm excited for that game. Um, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, there's a lot I want to get off my plate before uh, that comes out in about a month's time. So good stuff all around. Lots of news uh, to discuss this week in the form, really, of the, the Microsoft Activision acquisition. It was a tongue twister, but it, it is. It We're going to be talking about yeah. that every week for the next. I mean, if we, yep. there's going to be something new coming out. We still haven't talked about the fact is is Bobby Kodak going to stick around? You know what? What does that situation look like? We've seen we've seen in pa- on paper it looks like oh yeah he's going to stick stick around and then it'll be reevaluated or whatever. We've seen sources say that no he's going to be gone once the, the ink is dry. Well, there, there's a lot there's a lot that's going to come out of this. So we'll we'll be talking about that story for for weeks to come. It will be. That'll be a constant theme throughout the year 2022. Uh, hit us again on social media, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, youtube.com slash the Geekiverse, or uh, if you catch us streaming live at twitch.tv slash the Geekiverse. We want to hear from you, the community. This has been uh, another good, if not uh, rocky episode of. Yeah, so uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. So, standpoint. You've, had, you've had some moments where you've been robotic a little bit, but you've, you've, been, you've been legible, so I didn't want to... I didn't legible as if you're writing a, a paper. I didn't want to cut in too much just because like, if you, if, you, uh, if you could see behind the scenes, and many people did on Twitch.tv slash Geekiverse, but even beyond that, we've been having some brutal Discord issues today. We, I, we're going to have to chop the show up like crazy. We recorded the, the, uh, the, the question of the week like three times. <laughs> I mean, we, we've been having some brutal issues, so please, so please uh, forgive us for Josiah's voice getting a little robotic uh, throughout the end there. Discord just doesn't love us tonight. I think we're going to still be able to put up a pretty good show, but, uh, you know, issues happen. And thanks for sticking with us. This is the one. This is the one, John. We decided to go live with it, uh, Twitch.tv. Just, you know, it is what it is. Just it, but you know, I love it. I love it because that's good content. <laughs> People were having a blast in the chat. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Every time we tried to start recording, you would get bad again. <laughs> oh, I'm always bad. That's the secret. Uh, so it's oh, it's not quite to the point of us playing Overcooked on the the live stream for Geeks Give Back, but there there was some chaos going on for sure. Uh, John wrapping things up before things get bad again. 
uh, social media and then anything to, to tease for the gig. Yeah, uh, you can find you literally said, John, before things can get in the words bad again, we're robotic. It's just so it's it's it's, it's, <laughs> it's poetic at this point. I'm loving it. Um, but yeah, so social media, you can find me uh, at Disruptoid on, on all social media platforms. Come come chat. Let's hang out. Let's talk. Um, the, the biggest thing I think I want to focus on is that we are going to start taking this Twitch thing a little bit more seriously. Uh, we, we've we've dabbled with Twitch. We had like we busy sticks used to exist on Twitch before it was a podcast. We did a couple of couple of let's plays on there with, under this brand. Um, but we're we're gonna we're gonna dive in. So uh, Twitch.tv/slash/TheGeekiverse. You'll find myself, uh, Tim Tales, uh, maybe maybe JT, couple of us stream. Maybe we'll, we'll try to rope in Josiah, get him on a couple of streams as well. Um, but we just plan to hop in like random weeknights. So follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekiverse. We'll throw out a tweet and like, hey, we're we're going live. We're playing this or that. So. That's uh that's our next endeavor. We just want to have some fun with it. So please give us a follow. Yeah, well said. Looking forward to a lot of great content there. Again, uh, at the beginning of the show, we talked about our appearance next week. Four uh, sticks. We're going to be recording with Groot Miller from Kind of Funny Games, and uh, you'll be able to watch the show live on the Kind of Funny Twitch uh, channel. And after that, you'll be able to watch it as always on YouTube.com/slash/TheGeekiverse or listen to it on podcast services around the globe. We appreciate you joining, uh, especially in the in the community conversation this week for the question of the week. Thank you for all of the the feedback and participation. You really made that a lot of a lot of fun for us. Looking forward to some great responses next week to what studio Sony should theoretically buy in response to Xbox and Activision. For John, I'm Josiah. We will catch you next week. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs>